powered by Sports Interaction, Canada Sportsbook. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to Game Over Winnipeg. My name is Brady, and I will be your host here tonight uh, on a night where the Winnipeg Jets win 2-1 to one against the Arizona Coyotes. Uh, what a... Uh, 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 I don't even know how to describe this game. Uh, a pretty frustrating one, but at the end of the day, uh, the Jets win. So that's the the biggest thing uh, that matters here. Sorry, I'm just live tweeting out the uh, the show. I forgot to in, in the little prelude here. Let me just get this done. Do, do, do. Sorry about that, guys. Um, yeah, uh, uh, a very <laughs> a very interesting game from the Winnipeg Jets and uh, a game that is very much like or what I would have expected from them. Uh, I will say before the game, I did tweet out that I have never been more confident that the Winnipeg Jets were going to lose tonight against the Arizona Coyotes. Karel, uh, uh, Jesus, Karel Vemelka not Vegmelka, Vemelka was the starter. And we all know the Winnipeg Jets love to get uh, Vemelka'd uh, all the time by the Coyotes. He has been an absolute god playing against the Winnipeg Jets. And uh, and tonight was not necessarily the case. I mean, he did play well, that's for sure. Uh, and the goals that he let in, I would say, were not you know his faults. One's a breakaway. Uh, the other one is a, a perfect one-timer on... A uh, on the shorthanded goal from Lowry. Uh, we're going to talk about the game. We're going to talk about the goals. But like I said, I did not expect the Winnipeg Jets to win tonight. Um, and uh, it's a good thing I'm not a betting man right now uh, because <laughs> I would have lost that bet. But hey, it is March Mania at Sports Interaction, NHL, NBA, March Madness, MLB, and so much more. It's bananas. Sorry, that's in the script. I have to say that. Um, <laughs> uh, play pinata picks and minute madness. Exclusive games with insane odds you can't play anywhere else. Make your next bet with Sports Interaction. Download the app in Ontario. Uh, use the QR code at the bottom of the screen. Or head to sportsinteraction.com SDPN to get started. Uh, 19+, plus, please play responsibly, of course. If you have any issues with that, please, please do consult uh, the resources in the description. Uh, that is the most important thing, as I always say. Uh, all right. Very interesting game, as I said, here tonight. Uh, let's just start by kind of setting the scene. Obviously, we have last game where the Winnipeg Jets play against the St. Louis Blues, and they get shut out uh, against a team that was one of the biggest sellers at the deadline this year uh, against a rookie goaltender who was playing in his fourth game, I want to say. Uh, who is also from Winnipeg, so of course that happens. Um, and things have just not been going well for the Jets. They are continuing to struggle to score. Uh, their power play, which, as always, we'll talk about. Um, <laughs> uh, the Jets just haven't been getting uh, getting things to go their way. And uh, I'll be honest, I think you create your own luck. And uh, I wouldn't say that this is necessarily puck, uh, you know, puck luck. Puck bounces as. Rick Bonus kind of alluded to in the pregame show, saying that you know uh, if you get a couple goals off of some of the goal shots that go off the post, uh, you know it, it's a whole different thing. You know, here's the thing with post shots: uh, if they don't go in, it's because they weren't going to because they hit the post. Uh, and if it were was going to go in off the post, it would have gone in. Uh, but I get what he's getting at: it's it's about the creation of chances, and the Jets have been better about creating chances uh, in the past. You know 
few games ever since their, I want to say since their back-to-back since against Edmonton. Um, but anyways, that's, that's getting, you know, putting the card ahead of the horse. That's, that's, you know, enough, enough to dwell on there. Um, tonight was a really important game because you, the Jets are, are entering a part, a part of their season where they are about to play, uh, a lot of, you know, bottom feeder teams. And we know the Jets have struggled against them in the past. Sometimes they, uh, can't get going to play against the easier teams. Uh, but right now these teams are about as equal as them, uh, since, you know, the new year, the Jets have been, uh, in the bottom five of points percentage, uh, of all teams, um, I remember seeing a stat that I think it was Stat Center put out uh, the other day about that. Uh, so, anyways, so coming to this game, this was a really important one, um, and we saw some changes at, uh, at 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 practice this morning. The Jets had a pregame skate, and uh, Scotty Billick was uh, tweeting out the uh, among many others were tweeting out uh, the lines. The lines end up going with the exact same thing we've seen for the past. However many games, you know, the Connor Shifley, Niederreiter, Ehler, Dubois, Wheeler, Nemestikov, Lowry, Alpson, basically the same lineup that we've seen since Dubois has come back from injury. And it hasn't been working. Like, let's just be honest here. It has not been working. Uh, we'll talk about how those lines fared today and then also, you know, the blender that Rick Bonus pulled out. Um, but the most important thing to note here is that Connor Hellebuck was starting tonight. Um I don't think that he really got, you know, fully tested tonight. I think the Jets did all right, I guess, at at limiting the chances that he was seeing, or at least the quality of the chances. But, um, but of course, then we look at the second period where they allow like eighteen shots against, and uh, and that was not great. Um, but we're at a point in the season where, you know, looking back, if you would have asked me, you know, a couple weeks ago, maybe a month, actually, I you'll have to go back a while now. Uh, for for how long you ago you would have to ask me, but uh, if you would have asked me uh, who should be starting this game, it probably should have been Dave Riddick. But the issue is the Jets haven't done themselves any favors, and they're at a point where they are needing to start Connor Hellebuck in every single game that they can. Uh, I wouldn't be surprised to see Dave Riddick go on. Uh, I think it's on Thursday against the Ducks, but. Um, you know, as Rick Bonus said, every game is a playoff game at this point. They need to win everything they can. Uh, so, unfortunately, Connor Hellbuck is required to go in uh, tonight. I can't even remember how many starts he has so far already this year, but uh, but that was an interesting development. Of course, I'm not. I wasn't surprised just based at where the Jets are right now. They haven't won. They need to win. They need as many points as they can get. Um, but one of the most interesting things too is we get you know we get a shakeup on the power plays, and I'll talk about the power plays uh, in a little bit into the show. Um, but the most important thing that I was noticed or that that Scott Billick tweeted out here was mentioning that um, <laughs> there was no goals from either unit uh, in, in when they were practicing the power play. Pierre Luc Dubois is getting frustrated. He smashes and breaks his stick. Uh, eventually, Niederreiter finally scores one. But the one quote that I, I that I really liked from him was just said, "Very uninspiring morning skate, quiet." Which. Listen, I I don't know what to say about that really. I, it just feels like at this point of the season, uh, Rick Bonus almost is at 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 his wits' end and doesn't really know what he needs to say or do. Does he need to be hard? Does he need to coddle them? Um, it just seems like at least approach wise, I'm not going to talk about his on ice decisions, but approach wise, it just seems like he almost is is confused at what to even do with this team. So tonight today he takes a, a very, you know, lax uh they'll figure it out kind of uh, you know, 
they allow them to do their practice and and and, and as scott said it was pretty uninspiring uh, and quiet. And then the last thing to note before we talk about the game, uh, Dylan Sandberg uh, blocks a shot in uh, in practice this morning. And uh, due to that, he unfortunately was hurt. Uh, I haven't seen any details just yet about uh, what his injury is, how how detailed it or how long it'll be. Um, but but um, but yeah, tough loss. He's been one of the best, one of the better Jets defensemen. Uh, and one of the more reliable ones, and it is tough to see him go out. But then we see Kyle Capobianco uh, join the lineup today, which was very interesting, maybe because uh, I think his old team was Arizona, so maybe that's the reasoning. Uh, but Logan Stanley stays in the press box, uh, which is you know interesting again, just considering all the different, you know, what happened with him uh, after making his trade request and, uh, you know, playing a bunch of games after doing that and whatever. Anyways, Let's get into the game. That was that's enough set dressing, I think. Here, um, so starting off, the most important thing for the Jets is to get the first goal. <laughs> like that is so very clearly obvious uh, to this team that if they don't, they are, as I've said before, a mentally fragile team, and they 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 thrive off of momentum. Momentum is king in the Winnipeg Jets locker room, and uh, and luckily today. Nikolai Ehlers starts uh, starts the Jets off real quick with a with a, a nice little goal. Um, he ends up pickpocketing the Arizona Coyotes defenseman, who kind of the puck kind of jumped over his stick. Uh, but you know Nick Ehlers, he's not looking back, um, and he busts up the ice. No one's gonna catch him. He shoots the first shot on uh, Vimelka, makes a save with his glove, it pops back out. Nick Ehlers stays on it, gets the rebound, and oh my God, the Jets are up one nothing, and the Canadian Life Center collectively breathes a sigh of relief um continuing on after this though it felt like you could tell that there was there was a little bit of hope a little bit of optimism in the air and uh one thing i wanted to note was you know like just just looking at it and this was just one thing it's just a nitpicky thing i love i love talking about kevin sawyer um but he was really praising the first line the you know the connor shifley uh niederreiter line in the first period saying, oh, they're getting great zone time. They're, they're doing, uh, you know, they're, they're battling hard. They're establishing a good cycle. My issue with that is that they weren't producing any shots. Um, I just found it very interesting to be like, oh yeah, look, look at them playing with the puck. They're getting a lot of zone time, but for what, like at the end of the day, you got to get some shots on. And that was, uh, what was very frustrating is, you know, I, we've always talked about the overpassing and this and that, not that they necessarily did today. Um, but, it just felt like, uh, even though you know there there was momentum, they looked good. Uh, it wasn't really producing much, unfortunately. Um, and as I look here today, uh, Kyle Connor one shot on net, Mark Shifley two shots on net. Not bad. All right, I it seemed like less. It felt like less, and for I think the first two periods, it was pretty low. Um, I mean, that's also pretty low, anyways. Anyways, continuing on, uh, Dylan DeMello ends up getting a slashing penalty. Kevin Sawyer, you know, says it's weak, as he says every single penalty is uh, that the Jets take. And uh, But luckily for the Jets, their, their shorthanded play is better than their power play. Uh, a nice, uh, and, and I, I will give him props, Neil Pionk makes a really nice play. He notices that Morgan Barron's on the left side of the ice. He just kind of feathers a puck into the open ice. Morgan Barron takes off, and uh, you know the 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 one Coyotes defenseman who is back uh, ends up you know laying down on the ice, and he Morgan Barron just makes a beautiful saucer pass over to Adam Lowry, who it's a simple one timer. He slams that one home. Uh, again, like I said, these are both goals that are not Vigmelka's 
fault, and I would not have been surprised if he absolutely robbed Adam Lowry, because that is what he does against the Winnipeg Jets. Uh, but as I said, the Jets are kind of buzzing. The first period is feeling good. Uh, the whole team is, is you can tell that there's something different in the air. It feels like it's going to be a different game for the Winnipeg Jets. Uh, there is hope. Everyone's having fun. Uh, you know, it is what it is. And then, you know, I could talk more about the minute plays that happen here and there in the first period, but, uh, you know, they get a power play, which I'll, I'll just, I'll skip that for now. We're going to do a whole segment on that. And, uh, and, you know, Dylan DeMello gets a breakaway. He doesn't score. That would have been great if he did. But, uh, but yeah, other than that, first period was all around pretty good. Like, like genuinely, like, refreshing to see uh, the Winnipeg Jets actually putting in a lot of effort. Uh, you know, again, there you could just tell. Like, it, it, it's hard to put into words exactly what it was, but you could just tell that something felt different at that moment. Uh, we go into break, and like I said, the, the Jets were feeding off of the momentum all first period. You know, unfortunately, the period ends, and there goes the momentum because, oh my goodness, the second period. So we've talked about how. The Winnipeg Jets, um, you know, one thing that is 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 a, an issue, I mean, but also sometimes helps them, excuse me, is how much they rely on momentum. Um, you know, it's great in the first period when, when things are going your way, but as soon as you get a little bit of an air of, oh, do we still have this? Um, that's when things start to get scary for the team. And the second period was just atrocious the sorry what i was trying to say was continuing on another issue for the jets is their structure um looking at the past i don't know however many games now uh the structure of of this team has completely gone away uh and it has easily caused all a majority of their issues when we look back at the bone like the rick bonus system um the reality of it is they are not playing it anymore. Uh, I don't love the Rick bonus system, but uh, in regards to certain things like, you know, playing harder, getting a lot of shots on net, being hard to play against was was what he said a thousand times in the offseason saying, this is what I want the team to be. Uh, the Jets just aren't playing hard. They've abandoned all the difficult parts of the Rick bonus system, uh, but they'll keep, they have still kept what I would consider the, you know, the easier parts, which is, you know, cycle the puck, go up, pass it up to your defenseman, have them shoot a shot. Uh, and then that's how you start to try to create your offense. But then they abandon the parts where they uh, actually, you know, uh, get rebounds and this and that. Uh, and then, you know, the hard play in the defensive zone, giving support, allowing the defenseman to skate up the ice, make nice passes, breakout passes. Uh, all of the difficult parts that require effort, the Winnipeg Jets have abandoned. And this second period was a perfect um, culmination of it, where the Jets get outshot 18-3 uh, to by the Arizona Coyotes, which I'll give the, the Coyotes credit. They've been they've been hot. They've been they've been one of the hotter teams in the league recently. Uh they've they've won they were they came into Winnipeg on a four game win streak. And like I, I I just don't get it. I don't I don't understand what the issue is. And then you know going back to the systems thing, it, it pretty much you can look just at the goal that the that the Arizona Coyotes scored and that paints a perfect picture as to what the issues are um 
first off, one thing I don't love about the bone system, and I wish I would have said this earlier in the year, but instead of now when things are not going well, um, I don't know how much I love the, like, uh, just let the defenseman, you know, uh, like carry the, carry the offense and, and in the defensive zone, you'll see that they play a lot more man than they do, uh, like zone or like positionally, uh, which leads to weird things where like Brendan Dillon is up at the point and Josh Morrissey is up at the point. Well, Mark Shifley and Cal Connor are, you know, on the goal line playing, you know, in front of the net. Um, but cause that's just what happens, unfortunately. But, uh, the, the sec, the goal that the, the coyotes score here was just a perfect culmination of everything bad happening for the jets. So the coyotes end up kind of playing with it on the, uh, on the top, you know, at near their blue line, uh, the, a pass comes over to Clayton Keller. And my first issue, the first thing that I noticed by far was Kyle Connor. It, it almost looks like he's expecting, uh, like, Clayton Keller to do some sort of spinorama around him. And so he tries to like go on the like offensive side of him, but Clayton Keller's in the middle of, of uh, pivoting. So he's facing the puck carrier who's passing to him. I believe he's left-handed. So he receives it on the left and then he turns right and just goes right past Kyle Connor. Um, literally just, just getting in the way. Like, I'm not asking for Kyle Connor to be a big hitter or to light Clayton Keller up with, uh, you know, a big open ice hit, but you got to get in the way of the guy. Like you, he literally just did a flyby. He just skated right past him. Uh, so Clayton Keller breaks in, he makes a pass down low and then, uh, or he, I can't remember if he carried it or made a pass down low. Regardless, it gets down low in the zone. And then Barrett Hayden is sitting all alone in front um, it was very hard to, you know, pinpoint, you know, should Josh Morrissey be back there? But like I said, the way that the, this bone system works, he was covering a guy who ended up going to the point. So Mark Shifley is the guy playing, uh, like the, the second defenseman here and he doesn't pick up a player. He's watching the puck the entire time. He leaves kind of where he was in the ice, a little bit higher in the slot to go down. Like he's going to cover Barrett Hayton, which is great. It's great that he acknowledges that that's the spot that he needs to be in. That's fantastic. But he does nothing. He does absolutely nothing to impede Barrett Hayton. He doesn't. Uh, he he doesn't. You know, like box him out, get in, in between him and the goalie. He doesn't. You know, tie his stick up. Um, and as 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 a was a wise man once said, if you're not tying the stick up, you're not covering the man. Uh, and Barrett Hayton just, you know, shovels it in home. And and again, at this point, all of the oxygen is gone gone from the, the Canada Life Center. Everyone is sitting there in awe. Like, what just happened? Are we about to lose? Uh, like, are they going to come back? Are they about to score three goals on us? We're going to lose 4-2. What's going to happen? Um, regardless, though, this period was atrocious. Like, easily one of the worst Jets periods all season. Um, and it comes down to just a lack of structure and a lack of... Um, Sorry, I'm just going to cover my phone here. Uh, a, a lack of structure as well as a lack of chemistry even. The Jets couldn't break the puck out. I have I have a, uh, or sorry, couldn't couldn't break the puck out. They couldn't even get into the Arizona Coyotes zone. Um, a tweet from Garrett Hole. This is just him uh, at the end of the second period. He, he puts out, you know, he always tracks the entries and this and that. Um, he says the Jets had 13 controlled entries into the Arizona zone. They had 24 
controlled entries or sorry uncontrolled entries meaning they dumped the puck in uh and then they had nine failed entries meaning they attempted to carry the puck in but but were stopped essentially uh that is a joke like that that's brutal to to be almost uh on par with the amount of controlled entries that you had and again 24 uncontrolled entries uh, i wish i had more context to know you know what the results of that was because you know either way uh either you could be potentially putting it in the corner and you're easily you know you have a player already skating into the other you know with speed on the other side of the ice they retrieve it it's good to go uh but those could also just be like i don't have any other option and i'm just gonna throw a grenade into the zone uh where we have and then we're just gonna change like that it, it could just be a glorified turnover um so regardless the the puck management for the jets the structure that they had and uh and and what has been so obvious for so many games now is that these lines have no chemistry, none whatsoever. Um, you look at the top line, you look at, at, uh, at Shifley, Connor and Niederreiter. Like we saw some good stuff from Niederreiter and Shifley early on, but these got like, again, the, the most I can give them is that they were creating zone time. Like that's, that's all I can say it like as a positive for them, unfortunately. Um, and like the second line looking like how many times has Blake Wheeler thrown a pass uh, behind someone like it's just so frustrating seeing these lines together because uh, we've tried and tried and tried and they just constantly do not work. They don't like it's it's just been so obvious. Uh, and again, it's I, I can't help but look at the top line like the the Connor Shifley Niederreiter line got absolutely demolished tonight like absolutely killed by uh by the Clayton Keller line on the Arizona Coyotes like it I I, I don't know why that matchup was was what you know Bones put out there I would have accepted Lowry or Dubois or someone who's a little more a little better defensively but um it is what it is uh and after that atrocious and awful um period we finally get the blender. The blender comes out finally, and we get basically a centerman swap. So, uh, so you know, Mark Shifley ends up playing with uh, with Nikolai Ehlers and Blake Wheeler, as well as Kyle Connor is playing, or sorry, uh, Pierre Luc Dubois is playing with Kyle Connor and Nito Niederreiter, which these lines looked a lot better. I would say they looked better. Um, it felt like there was a, a bit more of a chemistry between Shifley and Ehlers than there was uh, between Connor and Shifley. Uh, those two, when they play together, I've said it a thousand times on the show. Like they just, it just feels like neither of them wants to uh, try. I will say they looked more crisp today. Uh, Kyle Connor had a little pep in his step today, but the guys and scored in what like eleven games now. Uh, Shifley hasn't scored in the past five, uh, and and. Like, I don't even know what to say. And they're making Nino Niederreiter look bad, who's been one of the best Jets since joining the team. Uh, it's been it's just been so frustrating constantly every single game watching these guys play. Um and 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 oh my god, if 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 practice lines come out in a day or two, uh, whenever it is that they're practicing next, uh, and we see the same lines we saw at the start of the game, I I don't I don't know what I'll do. I don't know what I'll do. I have I have no I have nothing to say on what I will do. Um, let me just take a look into the chat here, see if we have a uh, any 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 comments I'd like to uh, to highlight here. Da, 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 da. Just take a sip as well too. 
what a bittersweet victory <laughs> by lazy ko i uh i completely agree um heli post game from nola fort uh it was a full team effort some tough things were said during the second intermission we have to build off of our third period on this road trip yeah <laughs> Yeah, uh, <laughs> I would hope some tough things were said in that second intermission. Um, but, but let's see. Uh, JMO post game, Helly gave us a chance to regroup in the intermission and came out on top. Uh, came out in the third and played a lot better. Uh, Trey Wingo says, "Can't win if you can't. If you can't, I assume he means can't. Uh, can't win if you can't hold on to the puck." Uh, why did Baron only get like five minutes of ice time? We're gonna talk about Baron as well later. I love that guy. He's so good. Um. Let's just see. Atacan Man says 81 needs something. What it is, I don't know. He's been brutal lately. Uh, and then here we go. Rick Bonus quote. Uh, what changed in the second? We stopped attacking. We are soft on the puck. They were fighting to get back in the game and we had no flow. So I would just say that is uh that is that is very fair. And to answer the uh the question from Shailene, uh, do I have a McDavid jersey? I do not. Uh, unfortunately, I'm not an Oilers fan, although I do have many other jerseys from other teams. I don't. Uh, I'm not a huge fan of the Oilers, personally. And I don't really feel like spending money on a McDavid jersey. If someone gave one to me, I would I would happily throw it in the collection. But uh, but anyways, we're not here to talk about that. Um, if you are here, please do like the stream. I really do appreciate you guys joining me here tonight. Um, let me take that sip of water I was going to say now. <laughs> and then we'll talk about the third period. We'll talk uh, about Morgan Barrett, and we'll talk, of course, about the power play. All righty. Okay, where was I? Third period. Uh, so yeah, so like I said, the the new lines end up coming, um, which which all it was was a a, a shakeup between uh, the the centermen and. This, these lines looked a lot better, and I would love to see them come out next game and play that. Um, but the big story about the third period, the Jets get a bunch of power plays. <laughs> and what a, what a better time to talk about how the power play has been uh, than, than, you know, in a third period where the Jets had, what, let's see, one. Uh, they, they had three, basically four power plays. I would consider them uh, really only two because one was a double minor. Uh, the other one came at the end of the game. And you can definitely tell that the Jets were trying to just, you know, waste the time and, uh, you know, get through the game because you know, it was less than two minutes left, which is what the right move. But boy, oh boy, this power play has been bad. Uh, just, just to give you some numbers. Hello. Okay, sorry. Lost, uh... <laughs> Accidentally unplugged it. Uh, just to give you guys some numbers, uh, over the past, uh, past, you know, they went 0 for 6 today. Uh, over the past five games, they have gone 0 for 19. 0 for 19. They have scored 0 goals on 19 power plays. That, I, I can't even tell you, like, I can't even begin to describe, like, it's, it's so obvious because it is literally a 0% success rate. Um, but... Like that's that's the power play of a bottom bottom feeding team. Like that the the Jets are uh, supposedly fighting for a playoff spot, um, and yet they they still can't get scoring out of Cal Connor, out of uh, Blake, no, sorry, not Blake Wheeler, uh, out of Mark Shifley, Nikolai Ehlers, Pierre Luc Dubois, Josh Morrissey, Neil Pionk. All these guys are are guys who should be able to to do something offensively. Like that's their bread and butter, and yet they can't get anything going. Likely has to do with, unfortunately, Brad Lauer not being a part of the uh, the 
the the coaching staff recently. Uh, I hope everything is going well with him. Hope he's able to get back. I can't remember exactly what the injury was, um, but he hasn't been with the team for a while now, and it shows. Um, when he was with them, the the Jets power play was one of the better ones in the league. Um, let me just see if I have the tweet up here. I don't. I lost. It. Dang it. Um, let me pull it up. My uh, my buddy Brian Johnston on Twitter, give him a follow. Brian Johnston eighteen uh, had a just a general uh, stats for the the power play units here. Uh, so the the unit that had Ehlers, uh, Shifley, Dubois, Connor, and Morrissey uh, has looking at it, the highest goals for per 60, the highest expected goals for per 60, um, and looking at uh, any unit that has Blake Wheeler on it, uh, <laughs> has uh, below 10 uh, goals for per 60, uh, <laughs> one of which is, you know, one of the units with him has only five goals for per 60, so basically that's just, you know, based on the time that they're given. Uh, point is, Nikolai Ehlers, should be on your top unit. He should be. He is your best scorer. He is your if most efficient scorer with the least amount of time he scores the most. You give him more time, it's very reasonable to say he will score more. Um, and, of course, he's one of the only guys who's been able to score over the past few games. You go back to the Nashville game, he's the one who breaks through with the scoring. Uh, you go to this game, he's the one who you know gives the Jets all the momentum that they have in the first period here tonight. I don't understand why this guy is constantly getting shafted for ice time. Um, I know he was added on. He was on the power play on, you know, with the St. Louis against the Blues. Um, they had three opportunities. They didn't score. Unfortunately, I'll be honest with you. I did not watch the uh, the the game against the Blues. I had my own beer league game, um, which, by the way, the Jets look like a beer league team with the lack of structure. Going back to that conversation. Um, but it just doesn't make sense. It just does not make sense that Nick Ehlers is not on the top power play unit. And I will scream that every single show that he is not on the top power play unit. He is one of the best. He he is the best on the on the team. And uh and when you get demoted to the second power play, your your production usually craters because you're playing with worse players. Uh anyways. I digress. We got some new power play lines this morning. Um Blake Wheeler finally taken off of the first unit. Thank God. I'm so sick of seeing him. Uh, turn over the puck when any slight bit of pressure is put on him. He doesn't have any speed. Uh, bad, just bad, just bad on the entry. Uh, so it's good that he got you know moved off of that power play unit. Uh, although it was uh, you know it was not in order to put uh, Nick Ehlers on the top unit. It was instead to put. Let me just read it here. It was to put uh, Niederreiter back on that top unit with Dubois, Connor, Shifley, and Morrissey. So let's talk about these power plays. Very, very clearly, <laughs> the first power play is still struggling with the entry. I, I both power plays are actually even strong. I would say both power plays are struggling with the zone entry. Um, I believe I remember a stat it said something along the lines of it usually takes a team uh 42 seconds or so to um to establish zone possession and like actually have like to, to start creating you know the standard power play, what you you know what you would see. Um with that in mind, why are we running two power play units? Uh, like, again, I so am so full of the mind that you need to play as many of your top players on the top unit as possible and give them as much time as you need. And it's what ends up happening anyways. The times that that power play one was able to actually establish, they ended up eating up like uh, a minute and a half of the power play. If you look at the, the third period, there was one where the one where they finally finally got some zone time um 
the first unit ended up taking up uh, like a minute and a half of the power play, which uh, again, I'm not saying that's an issue, but when you have these two power play units, you know, split up to try and, you know, give a little bit to both, uh, it doesn't, doesn't work. Um, so the one things I will say that I did like about the first power play, once it started going, uh, Pierre-Luc Dubois was driving the net. He, you know, he was playing the net front that kind of, you know, who also kind of plays goal line. Uh, when he would get the puck there, if he had a, a lane to the net, he was. I have to stop picking up my microphone. I'm sorry. Uh, he, he was driving the net, which is something that has been so needed by the, by the Jets. Um, so that's my one thing I will say that is good about that unit. I like it. Um, but other than that, not, you know, they, they went 0 for 6. And the second unit didn't look much better here tonight either. Um, it, it seemed like they had this one specific play that they had worked out that they pulled off a couple times on the, the four-minute power play where um, the pass would come across from Neil Pionk over to Nick Ehlers. Nick Ehlers would make a pass to the goal line to Blake Wheeler, and then Blake Wheeler would put it into the slot to Adam Lowry. That's a great play. I like that. But the only issue I have with it is it kind of limits the shots that are going to be taken by Nick Ehlers. I don't mind having, you know, Adam Lowry in front of the net, but I don't think that him shooting that shot in the slot is necessarily the, you know, I, I just wish it was someone else taking that shot. I would prefer if it was, I don't know, again, that's a nice play to have if you have Nick Ehlers on the top unit and you're able to make uh, some sort of play where he passes it down low. It would have to be Shifley because he's a right-handed shot. And then maybe Kyle Connor or Pierre-Luc Dubois are in the middle. But um, but regardless, it, it just seemed like the you know once the Coyotes saw it once, they were able to kind of read it and stop it the second time. And like I said, Adam Lauer is just not the most like dangerous player in the slot. So... It's interesting to see that they are, you know, there was something that was kind of drawn up there, um, and it seemed to at least kind of work to get some some shots off in the slot. But, uh, but regardless, something's got to give here. Like something's got to give. Uh, I I just don't understand how uh, every single time that we get new power play units, it is at like it's 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 finding a way to not put Ethers on the top unit. And I understand he played against St. Louis on the top unit, but. It was one game. It was one game, like literally one game. We have seen how many games of this other unit or uh, or the same basic iteration of it uh, go play like garbage for, you know, however many games straight, and it never got changed. But now, the one time you make a, a smart change and you don't win, uh, you don't even score in a game, uh, then you just change it up and you never go back to it. So uh, it's very frustrating. It is, it is very frustrating. And just to... To, to, to put a bow on it all, the, the Jets end up obviously holding out. Uh, the last power play that they got was just to, you know, they ended up just kind of trying to keep it, uh, you know, puck away from the Coyotes. And <laughs> I found it funny that they put out two defensemen out there to try and limit chances. But yet, uh, Neil Pionk still almost gives a puck, uh, you know, gives up a two-on-one to the Coyotes. Uh <laughs> The after the Jets get a, a kind of a break in, but where where Kyle Connor and Mark Shifley go two on one, uh, Mark Shifley shoots and misses the net, and then after that the Coyotes again start rushing back up the ice shorthanded, and both of those guys kind of you know take their foot off the gas, even though like I said it's in the last minute of the game, uh, and you are trying to hold on to a one goal lead, um, but regardless the Jets end up winning, which is fantastic. I am I am happy. Uh, they very much needed, especially against uh, an opponent like the uh, Arizona Coyotes and 
I mean, hey, this is the time to make hay. They play, what? who is it? They've got the Ducks. Let's just take a look here. Uh, they've got the Ducks on Thursday. Uh, they unfortunately then play the Kings, who have been very, very good. But then after that, they have the Sharks, the Red Wings, and then the Devils. So, you know, looking at their next five or their next five games, three of them are against teams that are below the playoff line. Um, you know, ones against the Kings, ones against the Devils. Then they play a big game against the Calgary Flames, which you know, at the end of the day, right now the the Jets playoffs, you know, com- playoff odds coming into this game were sitting around, I would say, seventy five percent. Um, you know, based on I think a money box model, and obviously it'll go up after winning, but the Jets are going to make playoffs. Like, like that's that's the the important thing here. And right now, what I would say is most important is figuring out where the Jets have chemistry. Excuse me. Um, and just starting to to you know get some wins under the belt. Not not necessarily like actual actual wins. Like I, we need them to realize what works and by wins i mean i mean i unfortunately do mean some moral wins but like uh which will result in in wins usually if you're able to play well um but the jets gotta one ensure that they get there to the playoffs 75 percent isn't 100 percent, but uh nashville plays again has one of the hardest schedules in the league right now until the end of the uh, the season uh and the flames are doing (laughs) or are having a mid-off with the Winnipeg Jets as they clearly don't want to win, uh, don't want to make playoffs. Um, but again, we'll see who ends up making it and crossing that line uh, at the end of the day. I do believe it will be the Jets. Um, I am going a little bit long. One final thing I wanted to say, I wanted to give a, a highlight to to Morgan Barron. Uh, if you've watched the show before, I have been praising him. I have been praising him. I have been praising him. He has been so, so good. Uh, over over the past, like, two months when the Jets kind of felt like they didn't care, he's always been a guy who who did care. Uh, it was great to see him get rewarded with a beautiful shorthanded assist tonight. Uh, he, you know, he drives the net in the second period, ends up fighting a guy because he didn't like that he touched the goalie, uh, was on Gordie Howe hat-trick watch. I would have loved if he could have got like an empty netter, but, uh, that's just not the way uh, it all rolled out, unfortunately at the end. Um, but this is a guy who I think can actually be, uh, a very useful player for the Jets and going back to the line combinations, um, you know, there are, I have two, I'm, I'm of two minds. I think you should either one, reunite the super line of having uh, Ehlers, Dubois, and Connor together. See if that helps get Connor going. Uh, regardless, Connor needs to play with Pierre Dubois. Um, but if not, I would love to see some sort of thing where the Jets rely on the duos that they've had. I would love to see, you know, like a Shively Ehlers and like Nemesnikov line because the, you know, Nemesnikov and Ehlers have done really well together. Then maybe a, uh, a, a PLD Connor, uh, Niederreiter line, which they were rolling with here tonight in that, uh, in the third period, uh, or again, even like, I would just love to see Baron as one of the, the, the guys in the top top nine right now like uh, it, it is criminal that he was the one who got pushed down uh even though you know that even though mason appleton has also been playing really well too so um you know it, it, it's good to see that the jets are having you know players in the bottom nine actually caring and putting in good efforts but um but they've got to figure out how to uh you know get this team rolling uh, anyways, I think that is going to uh, going to be it here for me. Uh, Liz will be with you guys uh, with uh, with a guest uh, against the Anaheim Ducks on Thursday, and uh, and I will see you guys next time on Tuesday 
with a very late game against the Sharks uh, next week, I believe. Uh, anyways, thank you all for tuning in. I really do appreciate it. Uh, go Jets, go. Uh, I, I'm excited to hopefully get to do some playoff games here with you guys. Uh, thank you all for tuning in. Like the stream. Follow me on Twitter at NHLChunky. Follow uh, Liss at LissHood. Uh, follow at SDPN. Yeah, I don't know. Have yourselves a good week. It's Monday. It's Monday. So uh, enjoy the rest of your week. Uh, we'll see you guys next time. Game over! Powered by Sports Interaction, Canada Sportsbook.